Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. I'm Dave Marr. I'm a comedian. I live in Chicago. Nine years ago, I was in a coma, and I woke up with questions that I ask of guests usually on this show, but not today. This is the New Year's special where I talk to Claire Favret. Say hello, Claire. Hi, Dave. We talk about our previous year. We talk about our upcoming year. Claire is the one who hosts This Is Your After Show. Co- I get No, you do host. You're the host. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. The after show of this show on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Dave Marr, you can support this show at the most extreme possible way, which is financially. The people who pay $15 a month to be at the pigeon level get their names shouted out in every show. Those people are G, Barry Fontenot, Shuba Singh, Debo, Fred Fidoa, and Katie Llewellyn. And what we do in the New Year's special last year, I told you, Claire, that I planned to make no resolutions, which is new for me. I normally have a very fraught relationship with New Year's resolutions. You do too. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. I completed my task. I did not have any resolutions. I feel great about it. Another thing, after we released the episode last year, you sent me your normal sort of end of year reflection. So this year, I went back, saw that email. We both kind of answered those questions. We're going to talk about that. And I'd also like to talk about the, well, let's start with that. I had no New Year's resolutions this year. I'm doing it again next year. I feel great about it. What were your New Year's resolutions? I think you had said that you were going to have one or two, but what'd you go with? Yeah, I'm. gosh. And let me tell you, I did 12 pages of Google Doc reflections. <laughs> I mean, the Wait, reflections, last year or this year? Yes. I went, when you asked me, I went back and looked and boy, oh boy, did I absolutely go in. Um, just all kinds of different. Last year. Last year. year. Yes, 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 yes. This year I have like six written pages, which I would say is an improvement of um, insanity. Yeah, that's probably only like four Google Doc pages. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I had all kinds of like, I mean, sorry, there's just so much, but it looks like I wanted to make more money. I do technically do that. I did want to get married, and I did do that. And I wanted to dress better. I don't think I did that. <laughs> okay, those are your three things. Like, that's and again, these are like these are the, me pulling the themes out of what all the things I wrote. Did I know you got married? I I think I told you when we were talking to Meg, but it was like kind of like a side note. It okay, was, but you guys, not you didn't have like a big thing, right? No, no, no. We just went to the courthouse. Okay, okay. Um, sorry for not remembering that. <laughs> oh, uh, congratulations again. Thanks. It was one of my goals. <laughs> and you did it. It was, it was one of my goals because 
we this is such a long story and no one cares but we canceled a wedding in 2020 we were one of those that's right that's right yes 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 um and then like after that like i think there's like a ton like we you know during the pandemic it went to the side i think our families were like why not just like do it and we were like we really don't feel safe like doing it and Anyways, we just like took our, we dragged our feet. We like, we already, we were like, we already planned one and we had some like stuff we wanted to work on. So I I feel like this last year it felt right to get married, but for our poor families, it was like, they thought we were never going to get married. Okay. They had given up on us. They had, what? They had wanted some sort of celebration or they are just like super traditional and wanted you to not be living in sin or what all all of the above all of the above yeah yeah i i I think it 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 for lots of different reasons on all sides of the families it was getting the boomers down okay and you don't get married to lift the boomers up but we also wanted to do it we just were terrible at getting motivated and actually doing it Okay, let me switch gears and ask, what would dressing better mean? <laughs> I think so. I work at a job where, like, a lot of creative people work. Also, they've laid everybody off. Mm-hmm, which um, is cool. Which is really chill, <laughs> chill and laid back. And I've also worked there for almost eight years. Is that Damn. true? Next summer it'll be eight years. That might be true. I don't know. It's either seven or eight. Anyways. Um, yes, it will be eight in the summer. Okay. okay so boring. Um, <laughs> um, I dress like a slob. Every, like I wear leggings and sweatshirts to work, which okay. is fine. Yeah. I think, I think pre-pandemic, I used to take a lot of joy and like, um, I, pleasure in like looking not ever, I was never like like the best dressed person ever but I think I like found a lot of fun in it but there's also a lot of like body drama around mm-hmm. it too and like you know so I think I gained weight in the pandemic I like had to buy new clothes and like a lot of times the clothes I feel most comfy in are like very like scrubs which is great but i was like i'm ready to start like having some outfits that i like feel like really like lovely in or professional in or whatever yes i'm not i have made some steps and you know what i did do my eye makeup different today okay and i don't want to be cuckoo about it but i am not where i'd like to be in terms but also i probably will never not love my sweats yeah totally Oh, but I, I get a, I get a sense of what you're saying. I just know that the type of unhealthy relationship I had with resolutions was such that dress better was mm-hmm. a not specific enough resolution. So it would it's be like certainly not measurable. Right, right. So, so with smart goals, which I believe mm-hmm. we've talked about, the M Shandler is for measurable, and I would have like so dress better would become like. spend 15 hours researching men's clothing styles from the 20th century identify create a bookmarks folder with with 20 different outfits you would wear 
purchase one by July 1st, yes. like that kind of thing, which is Get just like. Get a tailor. You Ugh, know, yeah. a tailor that I can do, or have like two non leggings day in the first. Anyway, I do. Well, think that's pretty I good. Can... It sounds like yeah. we had both. We both had good relationships with our yes. resolutions or non resolutions. Yes. Yes. But it also sounds like these resolutions were not so hardcore. As to really be re- like, they weren't like at the front of your mind when I was like, did you have resolutions? You had to yeah. like kind of go back through your 12 pages of notes and synthesize. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, you know, it's very, it's really, there's all kinds of stuff. I, I, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Well, that was last year. That was last year. Well, two I'm years. That was, that was 2022. That. Last year is what we're. That was one about. year ago. I was reflecting on 2022, exactly. looking towards 2023 now. Yes. Add one to both of those numbers. And my experience with no resolutions was that I did not miss. I had a little bit of inkling to journal about goals, to go, mm-hmm. what are my... And, and even actually when I started journaling with your email mm-hmm. review... I started writing before I got to it. I started writing some goals for next year. I'm not, that was just nice for me to kind of like unclog the pipes and like think about those Mm -hmm. things, but none of those things are going to become resolutions. But last year I had the instinct to journal about that a little bit. Didn't do it. I was just like, fuck this. No resolutions. That's the thing, you know. We're still in a pandemic. Life is very difficult and you don't have to do anything. And that was great. And the point of it was not to be productive. But looking back, the point of making resolutions in the past was to be productive. And now I look back at this past year and it's one of the more productive years I've had. So it is just generally affirming the fact that the relationship between making goals or resolutions and doing things is pretty much an arbitrary relationship in my life. And that is very freeing. Yes. Mm. I think it's a big change. It's nice. It's it, it, it feels like, yeah, I mean, it's nice to have a record of this too. Cause now, you know, hopefully I will be a, a sage that someone can, can ask for advice at some point and they can say, yeah, well, the year I turned 39, that was the year I stopped making resolutions. Life opened up for me, young one. Really? Yeah. I mean, it really is silly that my brain really like is wrapping around the fact that you didn't make a resolution and you were still, you still did stuff. You did all kinds of stuff. You right. Didn't my brain to, always yeah. goes to creative comedy career stuff, which yeah. is like unhealthy in its own way. But... I wrote and performed and produced a new one-man show. I almost have completed two full seasons of an entirely different podcast with Madeline, the Genre Reveal Party podcast. I, Madeline Lane McKinley, I was her discussant at Pilsen Community Books in, I think, March for her, like, book event here. And that was amazing. And that was like kind of 
launched some things. And yeah, so so those are the kind of like big, oh, producing the, uh, the ho- hosting an, an event at, uh, what's it called? P.O. Box Collective. <gasps> the like pal- pro Palestine film screening in, in collaboration with a Palestinian film festival and putting that all together at the last minute was super rad too, uh, with my friend Ajwa, who's been on the show. Yeah. So, so there's like very easy things to look back at and be like, even if I were giving this year the most capitalist unfair view, mm-hmm. I, cannot deny that certain things happen, but hopefully we can talk about it in the way we actually want to talk about it. Yes. But you produced, so let's get into your, you produced for your capitalism. email review. What's that? Yeah, I said you produced for capitalism. I did. Exactly. I did so, too. okay. So your email title, December 28th, yes. 2022 at one twenty three PM mm-hmm. subject line, new year's reflection questions. You said, Listening to the pod reminded me that I said I would send these. No pressure, obvi. And then we have, so I think what we'll do, some of these, I think both of us have more or less interest in answering some of these questions. But if you are listening to this, we are going to list all of these year in review and year ahead questions so that you can then create your own 12-page Google Doc if you want. Yes. And I will say that I just... (laughs) <laughs> I want to credit the creator of this reflection mm-hmm. and I cannot prove this, but I'm 99% sure that the person who put these together is uh Simi Bodich, who I subscribe to her like workouts. Basically they're like non diet culture workouts. Like okay, it's okay. very like working out without any of the language that you're used to from a workout instructor about looking good in the summer or like even like going harder or doing a harder challenge. Like it's very like, it's so different. Anyways, That's unmeasured rad. movement is the name of her like online workout classes. And I really like her. And she also like does stuff like this. So I'm pretty sure this is who I got this from. <laughs> That's my also, unmeasured credit. movement is already like a very nice metaphorical New Year's resolution situation. She rules. She's like a mom in Ohio who like found intuitive eating and intuitive movement. And I vibe with her super hard. It, and of course, That's it's like right. a little bit self-help wellness culture. It can be a little much sometimes. Yeah. But I, yeah. She, I, I like her. S-I-M-I, first name, last name, B-O-T-I-C. Okay. Love it. Simi Bodich, thank you. Let's, let's dive in. Y'all. So this past year, 2023, Mm -hmm. in review, first question, what are some of my favorite memories? What made them special? Did you answer this one? I did answer this one. Okay. I think that I had this last year. It's a little bit recency bias. Like I don't have a lot of memories. I can't remember the first half of the year. I, yeah, same. (laughs) Um, but a lot of my, like, Three of the six things I wrote down were about performing. Uh, I did more stand-up this year. Um, and I just, like, have really enjoyed, like, writing that way instead of, uh, you know, improv or, like, writing for Second City. But those were also my highlights is, like, writing my own material for Second City. 
and then doing shows with the late 90s, which is like a team that I mm. used to be a fan of. And now I get to perform with them and it's like very surreal, uh, especially like Katie Klein, I just think is like such a legend. And mm-hmm. to like not only like do scenes with her, but like also like talk to her. <laughs> it's so creepy because like I do consider her a friend now and I'm now I'm like, I get to talk to you. But it, I just <laughs> those things have been so special and like doing continuing to perform comedy and like just shows that feel really, really good and special and crush city like are so awesome. And then the other ones are just like my union, even though my union drives me up a wall. Like we like covered the office in like pro union signs for management coming to visit for a bargaining session. And that was like such a powerful moment. Yeah. And like just to like, I was out of the office because I was sick. So I came back and everyone had done it and it was like, just so overwhelming and like it again my union drives me up a wall but there are moments where it just like feels so cool to be like in this very special solidarity um yeah and then cooking and then also like hearing the words of my like family at like the like happy hour that we had to celebrate our wedding like my family Mm. members speaking like really made me feel super loved and so those are my highlights of the year. Five stars. That's so funny because we're going to talk about surprises at one point. And a thing that surprised me on my memories list here <gasps> was also cooking. That cooking with hope was like, I you know, I started making a list of some things that I like knew I would remember. And then randomly I was like, yeah, cooking, you know, because we plan meals and then some weeks we'll just be like really in the groove and it's really, and it's really nice. And, and that was something I didn't realize was as meaningful to me as it is, which is, which is the nice thing about doing a review like this. I feel like that's yeah. the whole point is to like uncover things. The that's other so, things. I'm so happy for our cooking year. Yes. We are cookers, little cookers. <laughs> um, I, some fun things, because, you know, I I came, I I have a list of like a dozen things or something, but some sort of fun ones are, I have multiple things related to shopping for CDs, which is just a... This year? Yeah. Okay, audiophile. What? You didn't, you didn't know that we haven't talked about, wait, we haven't talked about me like being really stoked on CDs? I don't think so. <laughs> Dude, this is like my new, this is a new like pillar of my personality now. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like really. I mean, really, I see them at the record store. I'm like, who's buying those? It's it, because, I mean, this is what I always say is it's so much cheaper than collecting records. A, a cheap record is $20. A cheap CD is 25 cents. It's like I, I got I got an album that I love and have been wanting to have. Didn't even realize I wanted it on physical media. Mm-hmm. I got it a couple weeks ago for 50 cents. I'm like, what Damn. the fuck is happening? So so and that's just like so then when everything's cheaper, you can take bigger risks in terms of learning about things. So that's just been a very fun, exciting thing for me. Also 
very specifically, right? So a lot of things related to the new one-man show, Here to Make Friends, which we've already debriefed, but Mm -hmm. taking Lime Scooters to rehearsal um, was 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 high up on my list. Just this feeling of like being on the scooter and like go being in in the zone i'm heading to rehearsal a lot of things around that were really fun also one of my big ones was being at socialism conference Mm -hmm. in this year which haymarket books i think maybe some other people sponsor but haymarket books is like one of the big sponsors and i was like doing live audio stuff for them just like making sure chords were connected and levels and and so you know in this support role it was helpful and i felt useful and i was able to connect with people and i felt very appreciated it was Mm. also the time when one of the worker owners of pilsen community books was like hey if you want to do anything at the store come do it you know come do an event here and i still haven't thought of what that would be but I, d- I felt very seen for who I am and very mm. appreciated for that. And that was really nice. So th- oh. this is one that could go long, but I think I'll just stop there in terms of memories. I love that so much. I feel like we have a ton of crossover too. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it's, when it's, oh, because you're saying, are you thinking the socialism stuff sounds like um, your, the toasts at the wedding? I was thinking of my just feeling like really in your community oh, the union. and yeah. it's like a community that you feel really good about. Yeah, most of my things had to do with friends creating things and media. Like, you know, mm. having I watched my three favorite purge movies on my birthday and that was like on my my memory list was like the purge triple feature, having friends over and just having a bunch of snacks and like that rules. Yeah. Yeah. So should we move on to perfect birthday? Sorry. Last question. Last question. Yes. Is that like, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. birthday. No, I've had, I've had other birthdays that they're, they're a type of perfect birthday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, but yeah, it was, it was the perfect birthday for this year. Love it. But we got to we got to move through these because this shit's going to be way too long if we Well, every we all, we all have a everyone. we all have a skip card. We can skip anything. many skip cards. Okay. So and this is kind of one of my skip cards. What experiences, moments or seasons were most challenging? What specifically felt challenging about them? What did I learn? Mhm. What, what did you put anything for this that you care to share? I did. I I um, I think my big theme of challenge is I am overworked, and I know this to be true. Like I have two jobs, I struggle to balance them, and then I also am the chair of my union. And then my co-chair got laid off, and that was like mm. a huge. That moment was the one of the lowest lows of the year. Was like a gutting layoff months after we had layoffs, and um. I think just like feeling so overwhelmed and I know that something that I need to figure out for next year is like, do I need to go part time at one of my jobs? How am I going to find balance? It's not every day, but many days we're like, okay, I'm officially doing too much. Okay. But it's not like something where you don't know what the solution is. You kind of have like, okay, these are the next steps to unload. Yes. That stuff. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 
Mine is a money thing that I don't particularly care to talk about. If you want to hear me talk more in depth about money, you can join the Patreon and I oh, will yeah. uh I will I will bitch behind a paywall there. <laughs> but uh yeah. I just I just you know, I I became I was already underemployed but became pretty completely unemployed in June mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it's just been uh, been pretty unrelenting since then. So mm. let's let's move to the next question. <laughs> what am I most proud of myself for? Do you have something here? Yes. Okay. I I was like, oh no, I don't have it, but I do. Um, I I think these fit right into my like favorite memories, but like. Uh huh. The ba- yes, it is hard to balance, but I have successfully been able to balance it most days. I feel really good at the like performance style that I've chosen to do, and that is great. Like, not obviously not every show is a banger show, but like it's like wow, I'm really good at stand up. I like doing stand up. I like writing sketch. I like um, doing. I I like this stuff, and I'm good at it. And I feel. I think. I think this year I really understood that, like, I think, yeah, like, that, God, this feels like such a brag and it's not, but it's like, I'm a veteran of this community and, like, I'm, like, oh, I'm a leader in some spaces. I don't always want to be that energy, but, like, I feel like that people trust me and my opinion and my, you know, ideas on stuff. And that feels like really cool. And it also feels like old in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, this is the, what are you proud of yourself for question? I think you're allowed to. To brag a little. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a veteran improviser. <laughs> yeah. Well, brag. also let's not forget that that's not like that much of a brag, you know? Exactly. That's, I mean, it's like almost sad that I'm like embarrassed to say it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is a little right. too proud. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? A veteran with <laughs> yeah. the troops? I don't mean I'm to like- brag, but I've been uh, <laughs> hanging out at the high school for 25 years now. So <laughs> I do something for free. <laughs> well, this is my, the, the, the one that surprised me on my pride list was that mm. I cleaned up my desk, which has not been messy for the whole year, but it's been clean for long enough now that mm-hmm. I am kind of starting to get l- confident that it will stay clean yes, in the way that sticks. it is and I've and I've got like my whole CD collection on the desk in front of me that is very fun I've got my little $4 thrift store boom box next to me hey. I guess like what I'm learning is that like if I'm surrounded by CDs that is that's a um a good year for me. Pretty yes. similar similarly low bar to clear. No, I I think that's beautiful. I think like the cuz like we've all done the thing before where we're like I'm doing a big clean and then it doesn't stick, but to clean it and mm-hmm. it sticks in a way that you've made it ma- like a uh, maintainable, that's not a word. Yeah, I think so. In a way that you can maintain. Yeah, maintainable. yeah, yeah. Um like that's a point of pride. It's like I was, I cleaned it and I was realistic and I made a system and it works. And what I didn't do is create some spaces on the desk where it's like, okay, well, this is still a little like 
unresolved space. So this will be the pile where things are unresolved. It was like everything must go. And that was very Mm. helpful for me. That's Uh, The other thing that I'm proud of is like COVID stuff is like working with Clean Air Club for the Here to Make Friends show, sticking to COVID precautions. Like shit is fucking crazy right now and have had to like right and doing having to you know there's this new variant that seems like it's starting to get more and more prevalent i think it's ln1 i don't know i'm not sure if that's right and if it's even taken over in the u.s that much but everyone is sick right now you know, and and to skip, you, you know, one of the things that I've done because I'm not at the most extreme end, but I like to be like upfront about where my precautions are. The hanging out inside with other people unmasked that I mm-hmm. have done is small gatherings of friends who have all rapid tested negative beforehand. Now, that's still quite risky now because the rapid tests only catch shit about 30% of the time. So it's really like that's that's yeah, it's not good. But but there were a couple of recent parties where I was invited and and people were like, we're not sure everyone's going to be testing. And I was like, okay, I'm out. And then the next day it was, oh, it seems like everyone got COVID from that party. So it's like, you know, like. Feel very bad for my friends and still very much dealing with the swirling feelings around people being in relationship with people who have different relationships to these restrictions than I do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is it is nice to stick by convictions and still not be sick, you know? Yeah, and to do your show on your terms. Right. So how did life surprise you? That's the next one. How did life surprise me? What happened that I never could have anticipated? This one, I really, I did not come up with much. And I, I my like kind of half-ass answer was like, I got married. But mostly because I was, we were just so bad at like, <laughs> again, like getting organized enough to do that. But honestly, I could have anticipated it. So I, I, I didn't have much for this category. And I didn't try to do like a deep dive because on the on a gut level, I nothing came up. Yeah, I have one big one, which is, I mean, at the end of last year, I had interviewed Madeline Lane McKinley about her book Comedy Against Work, and mm-hmm. then this year, we talked about how I think it was in March her, she had her book event, and I helped host that at Pilsen Community Books and we've become friends and she when we were hanging out talked about her desire for a podcast where she talked about certain kinds of things and asked me if I would do something like that and so it's very nice to be like you know I feel like I'm the engine of a lot of the creative things I do where it's like I'm looking for collaborators you know so it's really nice to have someone ask you to do something and be like, yes, I want to be a person who, and maybe it's as involved as co-hosting and co-creating a show. Maybe it's something less hands-on that I can still support. You know, I don't want to like 
have to be the center of everything. But it, it was really nice to have that pop up in my life. It's like, I don't know, the surprise question when it says like that I never could have anticipated is a little bit like, <laughs> well, I guess I could have anticipated that. But it's still that that was a nice surprise. And then a sort of a growing relationship with Haymarket Books um, around the the socialism conference. And I recently helped edit some of their episodes on in their podcast feed that were like panels just to like clean up the sound and stuff. So that feels like a nice thing where it's like, okay, that was, you know, a little contract for doing podcasty stuff. So that was nice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I just think it is like such it's one of the most classic and best compliments, I think, is when you do stuff with someone and they're like, how about we do more stuff together? Like, that is like yes, such a totally. such a compliment and it never gets old. <laughs> um, I guess that is the theme yeah. of those two things. Yeah. Which is the which is the next question. What were some of the biggest themes this year for me? That Leave is right, actually I had right not in. thought of that. I didn't have an answer for that. But but I, I like that as a theme for me to meditate on is the the joy, the lesson of the, the the compliment of having someone reapproach you mm-hmm. to continue work that you'd done for them yeah. and really metabolizing that as a compliment. Yeah, you're doing good work. What were your big themes? Uh, And you're going to get sick of hearing this word. Balance. Okay. Um, Letting small stuff go. Like little things. Like I used to get hung up on the fact like I'm like, is the union tweeting every day? Oh, I don't like just little or like. Oh, is my boss mad at me that I didn't get it done? It's like, is it due today? Then it's not. If it's not, then it's not getting done today. It's getting done the next time I have time. Like little tiny benchmarks that don't matter. I had to release them because I simply did not have the time. Uh, Yeah, prioritizing correctly. Letting myself be helped by other people. Letting other people take on some of the workload that I just like. Constantly being like, oh, it's just faster if I do it, like, could not be that way anymore. And then trying, still working on this, but, like, being selfish so that I'm actually better to be around. Like, noticing when I become, like, this kind of resentful, selfless energy where I, like, overperform care and usefulness for others. Mm -hmm. But it's actually from a place of resentment. And it's like, no, 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 I'm going to, like, take care of my needs so I'm actually not going to go to the resentful place. And I genuinely want to do stuff for other people, which happens when I address my own needs. Just noticing that coming up. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank well, you. I that was the the impromptu theme there is the only theme I came up with. So let's how did I grow is the next question. I also had no answer for this and I like the idea that I did not grow at all. <laughs> how did you grow? I very very short answers here. I think I like I grew as a performer, but like I could you could have I could have said that last year like Well, that's good. Think, you sh- you probably should be doing that. 
<laughs> like that's saying that you could say it last year doesn't make it untrue both years. Or it's like I it's not that I have like I'm like I know how to do a backflip now. <laughs> just, sure. I'm sure. like I think I'm a little bit better of a comedic performer. I've learned a few things. But like it's like, you know, it's incremental. I do think I'm more confident in my own ability to choose things. Give me an example. I think a lot of times I, every little thing I did, like moving in with my partner or taking a job or not taking a job, I used to wonder what my parents, friends, did, 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 like every, mm. a long list thought about it and would like constantly ask other people what they thought about all my life choices because I had no confidence in any of them and my own ability to make choices. But, and not saying that's completely gone, but I just feel like I, I just have like a lot less drama around making decisions now. What what enabled that to happen, or do you think it's just like aging? I think a, specifically identifying that this is a thing that I do, and like being aware of when I'm doing it, and also I think releasing the idea that there's a right and a wrong choice, like. I really, I cannot tell you how strongly I believed that one day I would receive the information that I Oof, chose correctly yeah. or not. That someone would tell yeah. me, like, you picked the right partner, you picked the wrong partner. Like, it, right, it all will right, be revealed. Right. And I think, like, realizing that, like, you make choices, stuff in life happens that you can't control. Maybe you everything works out. Maybe it doesn't. And it's like, okay, but I'm going to be nice to myself no matter what. That solved a ton of it for me. It's like, oh, if shit hits the fan, it's going to be awful and it's going to suck, but I'm going to know what to do because I've been in bad situations before and I'm not going to be hard on myself on top of all the other things. <laughs> like, I, I love this. I, thank you. I, I think it just really, it really helps you make decisions when you realize that like no one's coming with a receipt. Most, I mean, yeah. unless you're literally ordering at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. What was present this year that is no longer working for me is the next question. I have one thing that is also my answer to one of the future questions, which is, <gasps> okay, so I had no New Year's resolutions this year, which freed me to just be and... Looking back now at the achievements, accomplishments, mm -hmm. ways of being that I embodied this year, I would look back and go, okay, you did these events after not having performed for a while, you created a new show, you did this with podcasts, you did this with it, relationship to these other live events, you like found these other ways to inhabit organizing spaces. I would look back and go, Oh wow. I really made the most of my time. But the feeling I have is that I wasted so much time this year. Mm. And the ways I wasted time are distraction. And that'll come up with, with something else, but just like, 
you know, like when you're, when you live on top of each other in a one bedroom with a partner and you both like work from home, when one of you goes out to get groceries, it's like one of the times that you have some space to yourself. And then when they come back and are like, Hey, what'd you do? I'm like, well, I looked at phone. Yeah. I watched two Instagram videos. You know what I mean? It's just like, what the fuck was I doing? But even more than that, I really did spend time in, I like being a hater. I like people who are haters. I like bonding with people over hating. That shit is fun to me. But there is an unproductive level. There is some sort of tipping point where I am like actively festering. It's resentment but it's more than resentment. Resentment feels like like armored in a way. It feels like muscular when it's really just as simple as like hurt. I'm like, you know, or even like someone who I don't mind hating on outside of the paywall mm-hmm. is Pete Holmes, right? Like I <laughs> have spent like Pete Holmes was the, one of the big reasons I first got into stand up, made the transition from improv to stand up. Loved his, I, I think it was his first album. Was like very much like jiving with his podcast, and then and now I, he's like one of my top can't mm-hmm. stand him guys. You know, outside of mm-hmm. like the right wingers, basically. Yeah, like you, you know, other than those people, the actively hateful people. He represents a lot of things that I do not want to be, that I, you know, loathe. And I actually stopped watching Crashing after the first season because Hope pointed pointed out, and this was years ago, like, you seem to really not like this show. Why do you keep watching it? And I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm not going to watch season two. And so, like, that... I didn't know there was a season two. (laughs) I don't know how many seasons there were, but I didn't watch past season one. And then this year I started, I watched more video podcasts this year and I would start to watch him on a podcast that I liked or Mm -hmm. episodes of his show. And I'm like, why are you doing this, dude? Like, you know, you're, you're doing this to hate watch. It does nothing for you. And Mm. that's the kind of like hurt festering there's there's a lot of different words like fomenting fermenting fostering Mm -hmm. festering it's all these like nasty f words about about being hurt and finding ways to feel like a victim to feel like things are unfair to hate on other people you know, because there's like like most of the people that I like really respect are like, yeah, I kind of make it a point not to like shit on other comics. And I'm like, man, I should have made that choice like 20 years ago or something. But but there's oh. something, you know, there's some people where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to – Dave Chappelle's not going to be like hurt if I'm like, yeah, uh, being transphobic sucks, you know, or whatever. Right, but, right, right. But there is something honorable about saying it takes energy to hate on a person, to actively hate on a person in a public forum, not just with friends. It takes energy 
to criticize a person, especially in my field. And that is energy that I would rather spend creating or fucking cooking and having nothing to do with creativity. And that yeah. is something that is not serving me. I don't need to give it up entirely, but I would really like to unplug from the pretty hate machine a little bit and just, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, spend more time reading or Shit. watching a movie rather than browsing for movies or whatever. I love talking shit so much. It feels yeah. so good. And I think that this year is the first year that I genuinely felt m the taste go from delicious to sour a couple times. Like, and in the past, like, if someone was like, yeah, I love talking shit, but sometimes it feels bad, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. And, like, lie. Like, I'm like, it always feels good. I, it feels amazing. I don't understand what you're talking right, about. Right, right, right. This, I, I don't know if that's maturity or what, or I don't know. But for the first time, I can think of a couple different moments this year where we were, like, you know, digging in on, and I was like, ooh, ow, it doesn't feel good anymore. I feel gross. I feel nasty. I feel excessive. It's like when, it's like when the, the grease isn't all the way off the food and the food starts to taste like overly greasy, which gr greasy food is delicious. Like when you can <laughs> like taste the grease, it's like, oh my God. Okay. 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 Like it, and I do agree with, I'm like, it's like, what does it mean that I'm sitting here talking that sh much shit? Like, it's like, why, what about this person bothers me? Like, Oh, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> or it's like, okay, you've said everything. Now you're just going to like start from the top of the list and go down it again? Like right, what right. is – I've yeah, also had the yeah. the experience recently while editing the podcast of like hearing how emphatic I can sound sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, for so long I felt like unfairly maligned when people were like, He's very intense. You know, I'm like, D -d I want to get the most out of life or whatever, you know. But, like, even in mild moments, I've heard myself while editing and been like, okay, yeah, I, I get this. <laughs> it sound, this is kind of intense. This is, like, just sounds very emphatic. And part of it's just, like, having a loud voice or being, like, a, you know, Passionate. a male, I, I, yeah. socialized male person. But, like, it it is something too where i'm like oh i get why people would feel like i'm yelling at them when i'm just talking about why pete holmes gets on my nerves or something mm -hmm. like that you know mm -hmm. um so i think at this point in the yeah. spirit of my answer to this question perhaps it's best to move on from <laughs> what was present that is no longer working for me did you answer this i it's like it's a i i wrote i didn't have a good answer for this okay trying trying to do it all and i i think that's like pretty vague and like it's really about the things that we've already talked about it's like okay yeah so moving on where do i wish i could have a do-over knowing what i know now my answer to that is very simple it's it's something related to the last episode we did together I would like to have a do-over on the moment I'm still currently in post the Here to Make Friends show. Oh. I wish that I had gone into a healthy, regenerative, metamorphosis state rather than instant distraction. Mm. And yeah. What about you? Do you have a, a do-over? I didn't have anything for this, which 
Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I Let's not feel the need to yeah. say, if we didn't have anything for it, we can just fucking just keep on. going. <laughs> okay. Do not uh, do it <laughs> Speaking of which, what am I grateful for? Did not have an answer for that. Did you? <laughs> I did. Okay. And it's very similar to my favorite memories. The big theme. Yes. My husband, crazy word to say. Uh, my family performing, getting per- to perform, like the opportunities, getting paid to perform, and cooking and eating delicious food. Up there. Love it. I, to stay m- many up of there. those things would make my list, but I didn't, I, I was more um, intrigued by other aspects of this review, so I didn't spend yeah. time on the gratitude. Sure. I don't mean to imply. It's perhaps I it's true that I didn't grow this year. It's definitely not true that I'm ungrateful. Um, you're blasting okay. through. How were my prayers answered this year? Next, next one. I don't have an answer for this. Do you? Yeah, the word prayer feels so intense to me. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think like if I if I would say like wishes, it feels less mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. It, it, prayers just feels so like serious, like. And the cancer's gone too. Right, um, right, right. But I did, I mean, I got to start touring, which is something I wanted to do for a really long time. I think it is a mixed bag, which I always knew it would be once I had friends that did it. Um, and I feel like I did have like an increase in like, yeah, just like trusting myself. But prayers feels like a big word. Yeah, totally. I guess my answer would be the relationship with Haymarket growing. Mm-hmm. That's something that I had been I like we had made contact at the end of last year and I had had on my to-do list like send email to Haymarket about the possibility of doing X and Y together. Mm-hmm. And just it was one of those like lingering to-do list items and we've done a, a couple of things together. And so, yeah, that's been nice. Rad. Last of the 2022. No, this is, I'm still reading the email. Last of the 2023 in review <gasps> questions. Yes. 50 years from now. What do I hope I remember about 2023? I, I liked this question a lot. I was daunted by like realizing that I'm genuinely not sure if I believe I'll be alive in 50 years. And Same. that's, I was like, damn, 89. That's, that's a good run. It, you don't really get mourned too hard if you die at 89, you know? Wait, what? What? Yeah, 80, 81. 81. 81. Yeah, no, yeah. If you're in the 80s, people aren't it's like. It's a toss up. No it's one says toss-up, it's, you period. died too young if you're in your 80s. No, I don't think so. But what do I hope I remember? The thing I was, that would, I just found this question very clarifying because Mm -hmm. we all know the kinds of things that people don't regret on their deathbed or do regret on their deathbed. Not that this is necessarily a deathbed question, but it is related to the, passage of time and the true value in a human life. And so, right. The most important things are always relationships with Mm -hmm. other people. And this question just clued me into that in a really nice way. And so I would hope to remember it as the time I've spent with hope 
And honestly, my cat. I want to remember like the time spent with the cat this year. Um, so sweet. <laughs> not that he's like on his way out. I mean, I would, you know. It's just a beautiful connection. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like so nice. It's it's so pure. It's so like, you know, naps when this warm body is next to you in your bed or curling up with you when you sleep or you're playing with him and he's doing these tricks, you know? Like, yeah. So I think hope, cat, friends. Yeah. And, and then I said like projects, creative and liberatory which sounds very high-minded but yeah you know like doing the doing the palestine cinema days screening Mm -hmm. at p.o box collective stuff like that would be cool and it would cool be cool to be like oh yeah that's the year i took all those lime scooters to here to make friends rehearsals so yeah, yeah what what was your 50 years from now yeah i mean i think similarly it just like really snaps you into like what yeah, what you, I mean, picturing myself as like an 81 year old coming up on, uh, God, I don't know how old I am. Yes, 81 year old. <laughs> okay. Um, and being like, yeah, like my wedding, like my partner, mm-hmm. my family, and like also just like imagining myself with like some grandkids and being like, mm. I was so awesome. I crushed comedy in front of like almost 300 people like it was so cool you wish you saw it like i think like that is something that i like hope i never forget is like no matter what happens is like i did that and i like didn't know if i would ever get to do that (laughs) yeah i love that yeah okay so now we're moving on (laughs) and there's gonna be a big i'm gonna do a big blow past some of these even if you do have answers to these i don't want to hear them i'm just reading these so people can know if they want to do their own version of these at at home they can write this out but this is the section for intentions for the next year and this is where so i'm less invested in this because i'm like dude no resolutions that's the fucking way to go and there's certain Questions that are that are kind of provocative in a cool way, but then there's others that are very resolution-y, and these are yeah. those. So it, it, it's it's these questions that that ask you a question and then ask you to answer it in relationship to seven different categories. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the first question is, what do I want to be experiencing in this area of my life twelve months from now? With relationship to self, relationship, friendship, family, career, financial, and miscellaneous. Okay, so those are the seven categories. Self, (laughs) relationship, friendship, family, career, financial, miscellaneous. And these are the the seven seven category questions that I have no interest in answering. So the first Mm -hmm. one, what do I want to be experiencing in this area of my life 12 months from now? Who cares? What do I believe will open up for me if these things come to be? Why is that important for me? Who cares? (laughs) What fears do I have about experiencing this? What am I afraid I might lose or people might think of me? Who cares? (laughs) What do I value in this area of my life currently? What are my core values here with regards to self-relationship, friendship, family, career, financial, miscellaneous? Who cares? 
If I could wave a magic wand and make anything happen in this area of my life, what would I want to see fully realized in self-relationship, friendship, family, career, financial, miscellaneous? Who cares? Okay, so that those are the <laughs> those are the who cares questions. I just if, want to say that if you're doing this, you don't have to answer who cares every time you do it. That's Dave's extra add-on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my answer <laughs> to these questions. So because I just – you know, I, I get the intention of those questions. I, I see I see the value of like kind of answering the same question from a bunch of different angles and that kind of shaking loose some things for you. But it just doesn't align with my value of no resolutions, no resolutions. ever anymore. So now to get on to the part of the, the intentions that are more interesting – what does the part of me that's afraid need to hear right now? How can I offer compassion? Do you have an answer to that? I Similar to what I've said before is like I've done hard things before and I can always like have compassion for myself no matter what happens. Okay. If everything goes sideways, I'm not going to turn into being mean to myself. Yeah. I think mine, I probably just need to up recovery stuff, which, it, which, it, which I realize I'm framing as, a, um, as an obligation, as a need, which is not quite in the spirit of offering compassion, but um, don't beat yourself up for not going to as many meetings as you'd like, not being as plugged into this community as you'd liked. You can just start now. Yeah. It would be the, the thing I need to hear. There's another who cares question that I missed. It's how would I feel if my wishes came true? <laughs> no, we're not. We're not doing that. Um, how do I want to heal slash grow slash evolve this year? I will answer this quickly because it is the same as my what's no longer working, which is mm-hmm. I would like to shed this festering of hurt and resentment. Yeah, I didn't have anything for this one, like, except, like, kind of, like, take the stuff I've been working on and, like, keep going in that direction kind of energy. But, yeah, I didn't have a big, big answer for this one. That's great. What themes are coming up as I journal? Um, I didn't answer this one, but in this conversation, I mean, CDs. And, and the way my brain goes, these nuts, it's insane. <laughs> I am so stupid. <laughs> that is great. I was like, CDs uh, nuts. <laughs> CDs, cooking, yeah. friends. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any? I mean, it really, I feel like I've just been like non. A, balance, the word I said, would be annoying. And mm. performing, I can't stop talking about it. I love that. Great. That's great. Yeah. 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 What are my deepest prayers for the people I love and the world this year? You know what? But I, I said to say this because this mm-hmm. is the second and last mention of prayers. But I mm-hmm. find, you, you know, I have a, coming from evangelical Christianity, have a higher tolerance of mm-hmm. prayers without it, like, you know, wrinkling my cackles, raising my hackles. I don't know. Mm. Wrinkling the canklings and the hackles. I like wrinkling my cackles. Yeah. It doesn't wrinkle my cackles so much, (laughs) but 
Uh, what are my deepest prayers for the people I love and the world? That feels way less weird to me. The idea of like, that that feels way less religious to me. Just like prayers for the people I love and the world. I mean. It just feels big. If Yes, it feels big. The world is so big. For sure, but it's 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 almost it's nice to have a question that's not self focused on here, mm-hmm. you know. And I just want a free Palestine, and you know, everyone in a cage to be free, and um, the redistribution of wealth, and shoot shoot certain people into space. Yes. Yes. I'm picking up what you're laying down. I was like, yes, you want to continue the work of NASA. And then I realized, oh, no. No. The people trying to continue the work of NASA, (laughs) they can twiddle their thumbs up in space (laughs) away from the rest of us where we have fucking work to do. Um. Yes, I, I, I will say that I did say end to the wars, but I should have said more concretely in not just any way is a good ending, specifically for you, Palestine. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, it was very anyway. Paul McCartney of May, uh, May Christmas, end, stop war. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Stop the war. Um, and also, like, I love the vibe of workers of the world coming into solidarity. There's been so many awesome strikes. And, mm. I mean, strike awesome is a, not the best word because strikes are really fucking hard, but... It's been so inspirational to see, like, so many different, like, workers' movements and that I think that's really cool. Yeah, I guess I would also hope for a sterilizing COVID vaccine. Yeah. There's these nasal vaccines that are making progress so that then we can all be in spaces with each other and I can look people in the eyes and know you are not on my team anymore. You are not on my team anymore. And we just be in those spaces and fester those hurts rather than the other career-related hurts. Mm. Okay. How do I want to show up for myself this year? I did not write an answer to this. Did you? I, uh, get it as we get to the end of this reflection, my answers got shorter and shorter and shorter. But I said, yeah, like, Less stuff that's, like, draining my energy, like, Mm. and, like, even if I have to do some of that stuff, like, make it so that it drains less energy. And then I said also, like, more embodied movement, like, I really don't want to, like, go work out is, can be a tough word. Some people love it, and that's great. But I was like, oh, like, like, to feel in my body and do movement that feels really good. Like, I feel like I'm ready for more of that. That doesn't feel like weird calorie punishment. Right, right. I love that. That is actually before I took to this structured review in my, like, you know, kind of more Mm productivity-oriented goals review, I wrote that I would like to have a deeper relationship with my body. And that is different than, like, eat nourishing food, which is, like, Mm -hmm. the most – um, the most constructive version of that, you know, like yes. go move my body. But even, even that, just like the idea that I could still be like sitting in a chair for every second of the whole year, not eating anything just in, in a state of, you know, doing literally nothing 
and somehow deepen the it, it, that you could still deepen the relationship with your body. That's that's a cool thing to think about. So I I like that you identified that. But these are all th- this show up stuff. This is also sort of part of the uh, the who cares that I'm gonna blow through. How do I want to yeah. show up for myself this year? We answered. How do I want to show up in my relationships this year? Who cares? How do I want to show up <laughs> in my work? Who cares? How do I want to show up in the world? Who cares? Slash free Palestine. What conditional thinking am I ready to release this year? This was the last big one that I was like, I know how conditional thinking could work, you know, but I'm trying Mm -hmm. to think of if it's the ways in which it's present in my life, you know, like, oh, I only deserve to make a living if it's doing something I hate, you know, mm-hmm. what I would be something that's been present for me before, but I don't really feel that way now. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you have a good conditional thinking answer? I I mean, I think like the, uh, this, the conditional thinking, the stories to release, like what are, were very much the same answer for me, which is like, and oh yeah. Okay. So the next like, question is what yes. stories am I ready to release this year? Great. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but I think like, like you're saying, it's like stuff I'm aware of patterns I've been aware of for a while, but I can still see like the ghosts of them kind of sitting around in my brain. Like mm-hmm. it's not like, Oh, this was a big revelation, but like, Oh, like I have to, fix myself quote unquote before I like myself or I'm nice to myself or like I have to be useful to be like valid or Mm. like to be like I have to earn my existence by being useful to others or whatever um or being being useful to be loved like I have to like be like useful to all the people in my life in order to earn their relationship um, so I think those, again, those aren't like, whoa, I figured that out this year, but I, I know they're still, they're sticky. Maybe the one for me is, and I'm trying to untangle this to say it in the simplest way possible, and I probably won't, but it's something like, th- so there's the story of like, you know, someone spends 10 years auditioning for parts in Hollywood, and then they're like, you know, they go on one final audition and they're like, fuck this. Like, I give up. I'm moving back mm-hmm. to St. Louis. And then that's the, like, once they finally didn't care anymore, that's the audition that made John Hamm get Mad Men or something like that. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yes. and, and this, I, this, so the story is that you have to completely stop caring. Yeah. That, that A, there is a way to measure how much one cares a cosmic way someone is keeping track and yeah. that yes. you have to reach zero on the caring scale for then you to have any success doing a thing you want to do. And I think I would like to, you know, I've like broken down the fame dream for myself. I've like disconnected from the desire to, succeed in a lot of traditional industry, you know, entertainment industry ways. And I think I would like to just, you know, the idea that like, oh, I have to find some 
new level of not caring about how well this podcast does, you know, how many people mm. listen to it or something that like, then it will, because, because the irony there is like, if you're constantly thinking about not caring <laughs> yeah. about something, then you're not, you're just trying to trick, you're doing like Pascal's wager for success. You're doing like, oh, if I can just pretend I don't care, I can trick the universe into saying, oh, he finally stopped caring and that's when he flourished. I'm tired of like worrying about not, I'm I'm tired of worrying about not caring and I'm tired of worrying about flourishing in a specific way or feeling bad for wanting to flourish in specific ways. I would love for Mm -hmm. more people to listen to This Is Your Afterlife. That would be fucking great. This was not a super big focused on the podcast year. One of my things on my pride list was that I kept the podcast going. And because I still really love doing this, it's not like it feels like an obligation at all. But it would be nice if more people listen. And I'm I'm tired of being like, oh, so that means I'm trying to get on a network or that means I'm trying to X or Y. It's just like, oh, it's just exhausting. No, you're, yeah, you're like making, you're making something that you're proud of. And it would like, yeah, like it's cool yeah. when a lot of people like, it's like me being like I was in front of a big audience. Like it's cool when you right. do it in front of a big audience. Right, right. Yeah. So what am I ready to forgive myself for this year is the next question. I would like to be ready to forgive myself for jumping into distraction so much. I don't know yes. if I'm, but if you're, I don't know yeah. if I am ready. That That's more of a, what would I like to be ready? What about you? Do you have answer here? Yes. And like answering the questions before this, I helped me get here I, mm. I i it did prime me for this but i was i was like i think i want to forgive myself for everything i've ever done that was like embar- <laughs> i see as embarrassing or whatever to try to get someone to like me or love me or see mm. me or whatever it's like things that make me cringe and it's like you know what it came from a really good place uh yeah yeah it, it, even though like i don't want to act from that place like as much, but it's like I understand the motivation behind it, even though it was super embarrassing, bitch. Um. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's very sweet and very kind. Thank you. So nice to myself. <laughs> what promises am I ready to make to my future self? Is the next question. None. Okay, I don't have any here. What okay. about you? I was going to say, well, because I made one, but I was like, I think we should keep it a secret between us and ourselves. But anyways, you don't have one, so I'll work that. (laughs) Okay, okay. I like that. Um, No, I I don't have one. I was going to try to find a way to pretend (laughs) that maybe I was bluffing. Um, Cool. That's good. That's good. I like that you have some private things on here. Okay, last two questions based on all the wisdom here. What, if any, intentions do I want to set this year? And how can I take small, simple steps to align with those intentions beginning today? Do you have answers to this? I did not do this? these. Mm-mm. Hell yeah. I have. I do not give a fuck about most of these because no <laughs> resolutions. And at a certain point, I'm like wondering if people are going to be like, couldn't you just have like 
posted these on your Instagram <laughs> rather than just re- releasing an hour long episode of like, don't care, don't care, don't care. But well, what? Let, maybe they'll be empowered to not care. Maybe. Hear yeah, you, you just it. need to hear it a million times. Yeah, I do <laughs> want to empower people not to care. If you have no resolutions, email me at thisisdavemar at gmail.com <laughs> and we will be no resolution buddies together. We can check in. We can report what we have not resolved to do. What We can report the ways life is passing us by. We can report <laughs> the ways life is not passing us by, despite the fact that someone who would look and say, oh, you have no resolutions, life must be passing you by, would think that actually life is not passing us by. We're more invested in life than we ever could be. The one thing I will say, because I think this is a fun way to end this, and it is a thing I've been wanting to do, I'm not putting it on a res- I'm not making it a resolution. If I don't do it in all of 2024, it is not a big deal, but I think I can and I think I will make stickers <gasps> promoting This Is Your Afterlife that people can put all over. There will be a QR code on it that can get people to listen. I'm all about, as as I've shown with my commitment to compact discs, I'm all about physical media, and I think stickers, marketing, podcasts has worked on me in the past. And if you would like stickers, you can also email thisisdavemar at gmail.com. I will cover the cost of postage and mail you stickers whenever I I make them. So that's my small, simple step. My intention is to make stickers. Small, simple step is giving you my email address so that if enough people request them, you got to do it. I can, I can make some stickers. That's yeah. That's peer pressure, baby. Exactly. And that's one of the best intention reaching tools. Yeah. Okay. So Classic. do you have, I mean, I've been pretty clear and pretty solid throughout. I haven't, I haven't shown a lot of, you know, the arc of my character in this episode is pretty static. No resolutions, no resolutions, no <laughs> resolutions. What about you? Do you, Claire, have any resolutions going into next year? I, I no. I, I think like I'm like okay. Like I here's the, the here's the areas of my life where I want to put my energy. But like, no surprise to you. Like, I want to like have more embodied movement. I want to do more stand up. I want to create more stuff. Like. But I don't, I'm not going to put that in the smart goals or the re- resolution zone. And then I think I might like try to do like not just a dry January, but like a no caffeine January. But that's like Whoa. for fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I, this is really, I just want to see, okay, I sweat excessively. And someone told me that if I try no caffeine, it might make a difference. And so maybe I'll try it. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Or maybe I'll just reduce, switch from coffee to tea for a month and see see how that goes. I respect that, and I support you in your Yeah, but also I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not the all the mountains of piles of lists of goals that I used to do. But I, more just like, oh, here's the things that I love doing. I'm going to do more of them. That's great. That's perfect. Chill vibes. Chill vibes. Get married again. <laughs> To someone else, <laughs> just kidding. Well, do you have any performances that you want to tell people about? We're gonna put this gonna be 
It's going to be what what's what's the coming Tuesday? January is that January 2nd? Yeah. Yeah, so mm, so This is really sick to say and it's fully optional. But if you follow me on Instagram, I'm trying to say more of when I do shows in my Instagram. And also, if you don't, I that sounds great too. Who cares? As in the famous words of Dave Marr, who cares? Okay. Follow you on Instagram at Claire Fabs. Claire C L A I R E F A V S. I love that. And that's where I'm gonna say in my story when my shows are sometimes. Amazing. Well, and yeah, as for me and my house, <laughs> we will uh just be just be chopping for CDs and and not making any resolutions and maybe Sticker printing designing. stickers. And if you, I because because the thing I realized why you know if I were to make goals for the podcast, it would just be have more people listen. Because I realize mm-hmm. at this point, I've asked enough people to review the show. I think I think I think of the listenership, which is at is at a pretty constant constant level. I mm-hmm. won't I won't self deprecate. You know what? I won't even self-deprecate by being fake modest and be like, at a constant, pretty high level. The the listeners of the show, I'm incredibly grateful for, and I would like there to be more. And when I say, leave a review in Apple Podcasts, I think everyone who has an inclination to do that has mm. done that. So that's mm-hmm. why at this point, I just want more people to listen to the show. So those people who are inclined, and honestly, it's very selfish – I don't know if it, I don't think it helps the algorithm that much. I don't think it bumps it up the charts. It really is just, I like knowing that people like the show. I like getting feedback on it. So if you are at this point, if you're listening this late in the episode and you're listening in an episode where I'm not interviewing some super famous guest, you do want to hear me and Claire talk, then join in the Patreon or reviewing in your app especially if it's the apple app those are especially kind things and if you've already done that or if that's just not something you're gonna do but you're gonna keep listening all that's great so that is the show thank you for listening thank you claire for doing this i loved i love a fresh new year start the sicko resolution part of me still likes it yeah, we now that we've I, I I don't feel a new start. I don't this these holidays have not been particularly festive for me uh, because I don't and that that's fine. I mean, it's not fine. It's because you know there's an active genocide going on and a plague and things feel I don't feel like celebrating. But mm-hmm. so so I don't feel this big fresh start energy. But it is nice to think about these things and realize that there's some things that I've appreciated about this year that weren't at the top of my mind and kind of excavate those. So that was that was nice. Shout out to cooking with someone you love. Absolutely. And next year, we got to not do this format. We got to figure out a different, <laughs> different format. Maybe we do like, well, we'll talk about it. We'll do like like a three question reflection mm, mm, okay yeah something something, like something evocative something yeah okay 
I'm dragging my feet. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Until next week, remember you are a mist. You try. Bye. Thank you. You can do anything. You can do miracles. Things that seem impossible. You can do miracles. Miracles. You can do them, have faith, you are human, only human, and human beings they do.